and now a wide shot with the house in the background. Excuse me. Oh, do you live here? Yes. Congratulations, you're a winner. I am? You've just won the Southern California Home Improvement Association's Grand Remodeling Prize. I did? Of all the homes in Riverside, yours has been chosen by our esteemed panel to receive a full makeover absolutely free. <laughs> it will? Yes. Now, for just a modest fee, we can start the work tomorrow. Uh, fee? Photo. <sighs> Great. That's going to be on the cover of Better Homes and Gardens Fall Edition. Really? I read that magazine. Shh. Not so loud. You don't want the neighbors to hear this. This has to be kept under wraps for the next two months. Networks, you understand? Networks? There you go again. This calls for utmost security. Now, if you will just sign this and we can get going. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Uh, no, no, I'll sign. You have just seen a scam in progress. There's been an increase in the number of scams and swindles in the Riverside area. They'll target anybody, but they usually go for those who can least afford it. This program will show you a number of different types of scams and how to avoid them. Remember the golden rule. If it's too good to be true, it's not good and it's not true. Don't be a victim. Report it. Well, I got a check in the mail and it said I had won a lottery. It was a $10,000 check. It looked perfectly legitimate to me. I received sort of a weird phone call um, telling me that there was a warrant out for my arrest because I hadn't been to jury duty. I was laid up for a while, but you know, she moved in with me and, and she took care of me and she was really nice. They needed me to uh, pay the taxes and processing fees on it. It was $1,500. I didn't want to be in any trouble. Um, they said they needed my social security number to verify who they were talking to, so I gave it to them. If I signed this power of attorney, then she could cash my, my pension checks, and she could uh, deposit them in the checking account, and she could pay my bills, and, and so I, I did that. I went ahead and went down to the bank and cashed it, and they took the check, fine. And so I mailed them the $1,500 they asked for, and... Then I find out two weeks later, the bank calls me up and says that that check was no good. And, and after that, my identity was stolen. They used my social security number to open credit cards, take bank information, completely steal my identity. Then one day she was gone. And my bank account was empty and it turned out she'd sold the house. I was cheated out of $1,500. I ended up with debt that I didn't create for over $10,000. I lost everything. I don't have anything left. It's all gone. Con artists like to find people who are trusting, and we as Americans tend to be trusting folks. It all starts with a story. One that seems plausible, and it's one that we'd really like to believe in. Maybe it's that special one-time deal that you just can't pass up on. Or you're told it's an emergency, and you have an opportunity to be the Good Samaritan. 
or maybe you're given a chance to get out from underneath your financial burden and even get a little bit ahead. You want this to be true. We've collected some common scams and frauds that we've seen over and over again. Now they tend to mutate over time, but folks need to be wary if they see any of these basic storylines. You get an exciting call. You've just won $25,000, or a boat, or a car, or another valuable prize. But you're asked to pay before you get your prize. Often these outfits claim the money is for shipping, taxes, or something similar. Legitimate companies rarely require any payment or purchase up front. In some instances, the lottery official may send you a check for $5,000. You are instructed to deposit the check and then wire $1,500 back to them. How can you lose? Of course the check is counterfeit, and it may take several weeks before your bank discovers this fact. These tend to present themselves as the Canadian, Spanish, Jamaican, UK lottery or sweepstakes. The suspects in these scams tend to be very persistent and may become verbally aggressive if the victim hesitates. We can get you a loan, even if you have bad credit or we can rescue your home from imminent foreclosure. These scams involve promises that for an advance fee, you will get the loan you need, or in the case of foreclosure proceedings, keep your house. But then the paperwork stall begins and the loan never comes, or the bank still forecloses on your home. Someone who knows nothing about you, but promises to help you and demands money up front is probably running a scam. Roofers, pavers, and day laborers travel from city to city, driving through neighborhoods and mobile home parks looking for victims, mostly the elderly. Sometimes they offer to pave your driveway, repair your roof, or paint your house claiming that they have supplies left over from another job. The repair work is completed very quickly, the quality is poor, and the repairs usually cost more than the original estimate. Be cautious if the workers are driving an unmarked work truck with an out-of-state license plate. You receive a phone call from someone who identifies himself as a court official. He says that an arrest warrant is being issued because you missed jury duty. The caller says the court has given him a list of jury no-shows about to be arrested, which includes your name, phone number, and address, which the scammer probably found in an ordinary phone book. When you protest, the caller asks for a social security number for confirmation. It's yet another identity theft scam that tries to scare people into divulging personal information. Local, state, and federal judicial officials would never ask for personal information over the phone. Someone calls but doesn't provide an identity right away and asks, guess who this is? The scammer continues to play this guessing game until the relative provides them an identity. Is this Jill? Yeah, this is Jill. It's so good to hear your voice again. The scammer goes on to explain that her car has broken down on her way for a visit. She's at a mechanics shop in Barstow, but she has no cash and they don't accept credit cards. The scammer asks the relative to wire $300 to $500 for the repair. I promise to pay you right back when I get to your house. Of course, the victim wires the money and never hears from Jill again. You receive a call from someone claiming to be from another country or state. The official states that they have your relative in their jail and that you've been identified as someone who could post their bail. The bail amount is usually around $300 to $500. The victim is instructed to wire transfer the money 
to secure the release of the relative. Foreign nationals and the elderly are particularly susceptible to this scam. Keep in mind that the wire transferred money can be picked up any place in the world once the transfer has been arranged by the suspect and victim. The scammer may be very rude and threatening to you so that there is less likelihood of questions. You're selling your truck, trailer, or boat on the internet for $5,000. An interested party from a foreign country says that he is very interested in the vehicle and he is willing to pay top dollar. The con artist sends you a check for $8,000. He instructs you to cash the check and then wire transfer the additional $3,000 to a shipper who will pick the vehicle up and deliver it to the purchaser's country. Again, how can you lose? The problem is that the check is counterfeit. Initially, the check is honored and your bank gives you the money. You feel confident that the deal is going well, so you wire transfer the money. Remember, the wire transfer can be picked up anywhere in the world. The shipper never picks up the vehicle and within a week or so, the check is returned. The entire $8,000 is removed from your account, including the money you already wired. This is a con game normally perpetrated by transient criminals, targeting widowed people. It begins with a chance meeting in a public place, like a supermarket. Over a period of time, the con artist will engage the victim in a bogus romantic relationship. Con artists may say that they are waiting on a large insurance or lawsuit settlement. Maybe they ask for a loan for an expensive medical procedure and promise to pay the loan back when they get the money from the settlement. This relationship may lead to professions of love and even promises of marriage. As a relationship progresses, the scammers may ultimately ask the victim to sign a power of attorney form. This opens up the opportunity to completely drain all the financial assets of the victim. The player may also induce the victim to change an existing will having himself or herself named as the major heir. In some of these cases, the players are successfully able to get the victims to sign over the ownership of their homes. Once achieved, the con artist immediately resells the home and pockets the proceeds. The sweetheart scam will continue until either the money runs out, the victim dies, or fear that the police might become involved. These are all stories from here in Riverside. They all have faces and names. But the con artist doesn't see these victims as people. They see them as marks and challenges. And the con artist will not hesitate to drain these victims of every dollar they have. It feels so stupid. It's, you know, it's embarrassing. You, know, you don't want to admit to anybody that it happened to you. I've seen people taken for every dime they own and end up with nothing. And it's a real shame because these are good people who unfortunately let their guard down for just a minute. My credit is ruined for over five years and I can't get that back. I, I couldn't make the payments. I, I was forced out of my house. Uh, welfare department got me an apartment because oh. I don't have anything. Okay, got it. Report scams to your police department. It doesn't matter if the suspect lives in Riverside or not. You could come in person to our Orange or Magnolia stations or call 951-787-7911 to report it by phone. Thank you for watching and remember the golden rule. If it sounds too good to be true, it isn't good and isn't true. If you're not sure, call the police. Be safe.
and thank you for watching again. Thank you very much, madam. We'll be in touch. You can keep the sign.